0: Lose the Cape podcast episode 76. Happy Monday everyone. Hope you had a great weekend and uh, and spring is in the air. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling happy. I'm listening to the birds chirping loudly as the sun comes up. It's going to be a good Monday. I just wanted to remind all of you if you wouldn't mind to please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or any place uh, that I guess those are the only two places we are. What am I talking about? And leave us a review if you love our show. Please follow us. Please, um, the reviews and the follows really help other people to find us. And Aubrey and I are working really hard to grow the podcast. And we would just love your support in doing that. As a reminder, all of our podcast episodes and show notes can be found at losethecape.com forward slash podcast. I did want to announce that we are going to have a third Lose the Cape book. Yes, we are so exciting. This one is a nothing but a tween thing and we are talking about tweens and teens and the struggle of raising them in this uh, millennial world. So if you have a tween or teen and are interested in submitting to our anthology, please go to losethecape.com and look for the uh, submission process. We would love to have you as part of our latest book all right today we're talking to Coral Dunbar who is a fitness expert and we talk a lot about gut health and um, healing your abs after childbirth um, we talk about all kinds of things uh, health and and nutrition for kids and mamas and all kinds of stuff it's a it's a really great episode and I learned a ton from her so I hope you enjoy it thanks Hey boss ladies, I'm Alexa Bigwarf and I'm the founder of Cat Biggie Press and Write Publish Sell. I help women fulfill their book writing dreams through author coaching and publishing support. You can find out more at writepublishcell.co.
1: Hey y'all, I'm Aubrey Mathis, owner and founder of Today May Suck, a comfort gift company for your peeps going through the suckiest of times. I also help moms get off the couch and into some hills, create a biz they love and live a life unpinned. For more information, visit aubreymathis.com.
0: Together, we bring you real talk from life-experienced women, celebrating, empowering, and encouraging the woman behind the kids, the marriage, and the business. We know that you don't have to be super mom to be a super mom. So join us and Lose the Cape. On today's episode of the Lose the Cape podcast, we are interviewing Coral Dunbar, who is a fitness and wellness coach for mamas. She was thrust into motherhood, unprepared, as some of us find ourselves she was overwhelmed and overweight still find myself she's managed to kick all the pregnancy pounds and some start her own fitness and yoga business and coach other mamas to prioritize their well-being so that they can show up as present and centered mamas thank you for being with us today
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so I think this is going to be a topic of interest to all of us who are trying to figure out how to be healthy and fit and um, and still give our children all the time that they need. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your story. I'm curious as to how you wound up uh, thrust into motherhood <laughs> <and> unprepared.
2: <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, my, my husband and I, um, we just got pregnant very unexpectedly. I was still in college in my last semester, and so it was a surprise. But we'd been together for um, three years. We'd like, moved to like 10 different places, so we, it wasn't like too big of a hurdle for us at all
0: that's a lot for a high school senior to be moving around that much. No, no, college, I mean, college, college. college. that's what I meant. I told you, <laughs> <laughs> I met college senior. <laughs> uh,
2: well, yeah, I took breaks. Uh, I spent a year in Spain. That was before I met my husband. And then uh, when we met, we just kind of, I, I like to take breaks between school because I burn out very quickly. I'm a very like type A student and put my all into it. So um, I spent a semester in Kauai. We went to Alaska a couple times for the summers and just kind of kept mixing it up. So Wow.
1: So you had the gypsy lifestyle before you had the motherhood lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
2: So it kind of grounded us a lot um, in that respect. And that was kind of a big culture shock. We were planning on going to Thailand. We were going to move back to Kauai and we were like, oh, we're pregnant. I guess we'll just stay in California. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow
0: yeah so um and, and what were you doing before you decided then to branch out into the fitness and wellness
2: um so I was pretty lucky my husband had an awesome chef job when I um, was pregnant and first had my daughter so I didn't have to work for a while which yeah was really awesome and then I've been in the food Industry for a long time, so I was just serving tables and um, not feeling totally fulfilled by that. But it was, you know, an easy an easy in for me. And then when uh, my daughter's now three, but when she was, uh, you know, maybe eight months old, I was like still waiting for breastfeeding to like slough off all the baby weight, and it wasn't happening. And I was like, oh, I guess I have to actually work at this. And um, I yeah and I had even gained weight at that point because of like just breastfeeding hungers I was eating everything in sight and I was pretty unhappy with my body and our wedding was coming up so I was like okay I need to do I need to figure this out I need to do something I need to figure out how to lose all this weight I was about 180 pounds at the time and I uh I had I had cut out sugar before in my life and seen weight loss results and like just really like gained energy and cleared brain fog. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that again. I'm going to cut out some sugar and, um, I needed to just switch up the kind of exercise I was doing because I was, I've always been a runner and I was running like three to five miles with the stroller and I wasn't seeing any results. And I was like, I'm spending so much time exercising and nothing's happening. Um, and I joined a mom's fitness group which really mixed up the workouts and had strength training as well as, you know, just lots of stuff like um, burpees, which, you know, I felt silly doing it at 180 pounds, but, but, but they really did help. And, um, you know, resistance band, it was outdoor workouts. So we would use picnic tables to do push ups and stuff like that. And I got to bring my daughter with me and hang out with other moms. And so that was a big game changer for me was finding like, a fitness style that kept really, kept my body guessing all the time. And that actually worked like that and cutting out some sugar. And I started dropping the pounds pretty quickly once I made that shift. Um, And then when we moved away from Chico, which is where I was living at the time, I, uh, we moved back to our hometown, which is a really small town in the mountains in California, Quincy, California. And there, um, there was really nothing here for in terms of like mom groups, especially regarding fitness. And then the the gym here doesn't have daycare like they do at like bigger cities. So I was like, I want to bring this service to moms in my hometown because there's not a whole lot of structure or options of things you can do uh, when you have little ones. So I started um, my own fitness group called Mountain Mamas. And um, I'm still doing that now. It's been, it'll be two years in June since I started that. And I dropped another 30 pounds just doing that four days a week. So, um, yeah, so that was kind of my, my first really turning point was starting that business and bringing that service to moms. And it's been great. It's been a really good successful thing here. We don't have a huge population, so it's not enough to like pay all my bills, but it definitely is worth it for the time that I put into it.
1: Your daughter's three now, yeah. is that correct? So is she home with you during the days?
2: Yeah, um, she goes to daycare a couple of days a week, but she's home with me and she comes to the workouts and um, loves them. Do,
1: do you incorporate rate right, the kids
2: with yeah. the workouts? Yeah, I do. So we do like kids songs. Um, and then I'll also read books and we'll have to do certain exercises when I say a word or um, we'll have like games, um, like going on a bear hunt, which is like a kid's song slash, you know, can be a game. So I make a whole like 45 minute workout out of that. And um, all the kids have a lot of fun. And right now, we're indoors because it's snowy and freezing outside, and in the summer times, we're outdoors, which I like better. But in the indoors, it's really when we're indoors, it's really nice because the kids have a lot of space to run around and get an energy out. Um, so the toddlers that come like play together and they run all around, and then we also have infants that come and they either their moms either wear them in like an ergo or they hang out in the stroller or the car seat, and we'll be.
1: Do you have any um, tips on how to stay energized? I mean, you're doing this four days a week working out. And I, I tried to go two times and between business and kids, I'm like exhausted. Like, <laughs> how do you find that energy to get up and do Well, that? I
2: actually, I burnt myself out doing it four days a week. So I'm down to two days a week now, which is fine. Um, a lot of my moms would only come two days a week anyway. So I just kind of narrowed it down to those two days and I find myself less burnt out now that it's just like, OK, you know, Tuesday, Thursday mornings, 9 a.m. It's not too early. I can do that. And then I also teach yoga on Saturday mornings. Um, but that's like a totally different mind space for me. That's not with my daughter. It's not as chaotic. It's a lot more centered. So yeah, three mornings a week, I, I have to be somewhere and be teaching, but I, I don't mind it at all.
0: Yeah, that's that's really a great um, program to offer because I know when my children were smaller, that was probably my biggest excuse as to why I never worked out was because I didn't want to get up at 430 in the morning so that I could exercise before they got up and then Absolutely. during the daytime it was impossible To to, do an exercise routine, I'd be trying to exercise and they're picking up my weights and running around or getting in the way or whatever. And then, you know, nighttime, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Maybe I'll get up (laughs) at 4.30 tomorrow. Not. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Totally. Well, I, I just deal with her picking up my weights and running around, Yeah, her, like climbing on me. And, and
0: I, I think there's a little bit of a different um, mindset, too, when you're there and you know that it's centered around having the kids there with you and the fact that you've incorporated fun ex- um, exercise activities that they can do with you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of my moms actually don't even bring their kids cuz they're like, I get a way better workout when <laughs> I'm just there. So, I yeah. mean, it's it's more for the moms. It's more like a space that kids can come and enjoy, but it's it's more for the moms and um but I think the kids know too, like, hey, this is neat. Like, this is me time. Like, you go play with your friends or go go play with this or, you know, um they they definitely know that it's time for mom to work out. So,
0: so is this something that? Sorry, Avery. Uh, no, that's okay. Go ahead. Is this something that you are expanding to um, to an online program as well, and reaching out beyond your community?
2: Yeah. So that's that was my um, other kind of tipping point revelation was that I have a friend who's a coach, not a health coach, a life coach. But I kind of like dove into the coaching world, and I was like, oh wow, like you know, I can take my, I'm a women's fitness specialist. I'm a yoga cert. Like I have, you know, these services and all this experience that I can provide to more than just my small community. And so that was actually a big like aha moment for me. It was this fall, I think, or like late summer that I realized that. And so since then, I've been working on building my online health coaching business. And the other thing that I, you know, really kind of thought about was that I've always known that losing weight is mainly diet more than exercise about 80% diet and I you know I've been providing this exercise part of it but I haven't like figured out how to incorporate the you know healthy eating part of it as well and so my online health coaching has been kind of a a way for me to incorporate healthy eating along with the exercise and I think that I will with that, I've already seen um, results of my clients. We are three weeks into our six-week sugar detox boot camp right now, and um, they're already seeing amazing results with cutting out sugar and empty carbs out of their diet. And so um, I, I think that it's great for me to be able to have that other aspect of weight loss in my programs
0: let's talk about that sugar detox because i know for a lot of people when they hear cut out sugar that's like frightening
2: <laughs> right <So>. totally <laughs> no. totally because so. we don't want to give up something that we love so much
0: absolutely so um what is it what's your program look like so um i
2: think that with anything there definitely has to be balance and if you're making a lifestyle change like There needs to be a, you know, a long term way to deal with, you know, there being sugar in our day to day lives. And I am not suggesting to cut out all sugars for the rest of your life. But I do think that every once in a while, having some time where you cut out sugar out of your diet for um, even just a week, what happens is it totally recalibrates your system. And then when you do eat sugar again, you just need the tiniest bit to fulfill that craving or not necessarily that craving, but just to, to feel satisfied. You, you really like need less and less and less. And I, um, I led a free five day sugar detox challenge, um, like a month ago, I think. And I actually had a lot of people sign up for it because it was right after the holidays. It was really good timing. Everyone was just like, I am like overloaded with sugar. And um, the main thing really that I look at is sugar to fiber ratio. So when we have sugar with no fiber, our body kind of goes haywire. And um, we don't have like, so for example, if you eat an apple, it has the right, enzymes and the right amount of fiber for us to utilize the sugars and the fructose in the apple and our body is able to store um, the energy and usually in muscle cells and it's you know totally fine but if we take the fiber and the enzymes which are normally in the peel out of the question so if we have a glass of apple juice instead then um, our insulin levels just skyrocket because there's nothing to slow down the digestive process and then our liver has nothing to do besides convert the sugar straight to fat. So there's a little bit of space. The insulin level, the insulin hormones kind of run around and find places to store the sugar. And the first place that they store it in is in our muscle cells. Well, that that room kind of runs out quickly, especially if there's a lot of sugar introduced to our system at one time. And so um, then it just gets processed through our liver and it turns straight into fat cells. And that is like... just a really interesting piece of information to know because if you know like okay if I'm gonna have something that has a lot of sugar and not fiber well before I eat that if I eat something like avocado which has like 10 grams of fiber and no sugar that's gonna be already be in my system and slowing down the digestive process and I had so, no
0: idea there was so much fiber in an avocado yeah, I knew, yeah. About the, I knew about the healthy fat but I didn't realize the fiber I've been eating avocados like crazy because they were on sale for 50 cents a piece so I bought like perfect. 10 of them. <laughs> perfect
2: so um yeah my sugar detox wasn't like I didn't have people cut cold turkey because it doesn't really work like it's, it's very addictive. And if we just one day are like, we're not going to eat any sugar, then we go a little crazy and it's not a sustainable way to cut it down. So even in my five-day free sugar detox that I led, um, we just started by looking at our sugar to fiber ratio and trying to get that down. Um, the American average right now is 12 grams of sugar to one gram of fiber, wow. and <laughs> which is really, really high. Um, and ideally we want that to be closer to one, two to ones. Okay. Also one to one is like really great if you're really trying to, um, lose weight and detox. So we just start, you know, I started them with just noticing nutrition labels. Okay. How much sugar, how much fiber, you know, I'm not really a big believer in calorie counting and stuff like that. I look more at carbs to fiber and sugar to fiber ratios when I look at nutrition labels. And, um, yeah, so I started out by that, and then by the fifth day, we had a free of sugar Friday. So on that day, we had um, no refined sugar, and by that time, people would cut it down little by little each day until until it was like an okay transition. And that um, fruit was fine, raw honey is fine, stevia leaf extract is fine. So there's still ways to you know kind of get that sweet sweet tooth. Dark chocolate, really good quality dark chocolate is totally fine. Like there's ways to still get that sweet tooth craving without having to, um, yeah, skyrocket your insulin levels.
0: What are some of your suggestions on um, really good quality dark chocolate and where do we find it? (laughs) (laughs) So
2: so health food stores normally have really good quality dark chocolate. And um, if you look at the nutrition labels, some of them actually have quite a bit of fiber in it as well because cacao can have a lot of fiber. So if you can find one that has like, um, you know, a pretty good ratio of sugar to fiber, like maybe 11 grams of sugar to three grams of fiber. Like that's not too bad of a ratio in terms of chocolate. And also this is a little harder to find, but if you can find a dark chocolate product that has cacao or some kind of chocolate listed in the ingredients before the sugar is listed, that's another good sign. It's
0: like when you see them and they like 72% dark chocolate or 72% cacao or whatever those are. Those are better signs, for sure. Okay. Those are
2: good. Yeah, those are good signs. Good. And it's, it can be an acquired taste because we're not yeah. – um,
1: oh, I love dark chocolate, though. So, too. like, a small amount would just be, like, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm hypoglycemic. So just a little bit of sugar, like, sends me – it just mm-hmm. – if I – my girls eat syrup on their waffles for breakfast <laughs> – But if I get like just a little bit on my finger and then it ends up in my mouth, it totally does throw me off. But when I was pregnant, I totally gave up like caffeine and carbonated beverages and sweet tea. And to this day though, if I drink it, it just doesn't make me feel good. And I don't know whatever possesses me to say, I'm going to drink that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I I know. Yeah. Same with me. I just finished. um, Well, I only wound up doing three weeks of the whole 30 because I went to a conference and it was kind of impossible to it what it wasn't impossible I just wanted to be able to drink wine and have a good time with my friends so yes um anyway when I came back I decided you know what I think I want to have a coke and I took about three sips of it and it tasted so disgusting to me. I dumped the rest of it down the drain. I was like, nope, bye. I don't need a Coke. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah. it's that moment where you're like, I'm gonna do it though.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm like, just why? gonna- Why? why I do need that? I've got I a get... whole month without Coke. Why do I all of a sudden- so
1: mad at Coke? myself like, for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now... Coke's one of my weaknesses too. Like before I started the, started the sugar detox, I was like Coke with lemon. I was craving it all the time. <gasps> it was
1: Yay. Like, you shouldn't have said that. Now I'm like, oh, with the crunched up ice and some lemon. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> it no. is good.
2: It's, it's It's a bad
0: advice. advice. I've totally tricked myself into thinking that a LaCroix with a lime slice is just as good as any soda out there. So oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. no, really
1: I have good. not. Yeah. I, I think I'm the only person yet, probably in Boss Moms for sure, that
0: I have not had one of those. <laughs> They're not bad, actually. And you know what? They, they're constantly coming out with new flavors. Like, um, they've just added coconut to it. And I swear mm-hmm. to you, it is, well, it takes a little bit of imagination, but it's very much like having <laughs> a coconut rum drink. Oh. You know, at first I was like, coconut, mm, I'm not sure if I'm going to like that, but everyone said it was so good. So I bought a case of it. And yeah, over ice and it, you know, really nice. It tastes like, it kind of satisfies that. Yeah. Coconut rum and...
2: Yeah, it is pretty good. I've tried the coconut one.
0: Yeah, I like the berry ones. I love the lime. The grapefruit's really good. Yeah. Try them.
1: Ooh. Try them, Aubrey, and let us know. I might, but I'll probably add rum to them. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there goes your sugar detox. Yeah. <laughs> so, so speak, go, ahead.
1: go ahead. No, I was going <laughs> to ask gonna... her if she had anything to help us balance the motherhood and life, website, books, programs that she uses.
2: Yeah, um, I definitely like advice from like my mom so wise when it comes to stuff like that and my sister as well. So definitely advice from people. But um, when I was pregnant, I I uh, listened, I turned into a total podcast junkie. <laughs> I was uh, working in Big Sur and I had like an hour commute each day. So I would just download a bunch of podcasts to my phone and listen to them on the way there and back. And so I, now I can't remember what they're called, but there was a pregnancy one, a breastfeeding one, a parenting one that are all kind of under the same umbrella, under the same company, out of San Diego. And um, I listened to all of those, like as much as I could get my hands on. And that really helped a lot too. And then since I've had my daughter, um, I really like Janet Lansbury. I don't know if you guys have heard of her, but she has a podcast called Unruffled in a book called No Bad Kids Toddler Discipline Without Shame and she really helped me turn my perspective on like how to understand my toddler's emotions and like why tantrums are actually like a good thing because they're able to express and get out those emotions and move on whereas we are you know we're used to bottling them up and then I've had um,
0: amazing children because they are so good at releasing their emotions. (laughs) They don't bottle anything up. No bottling. There's something
2: to be learned from that. (laughs) There's definitely something to admire about that. Oh, my
0: gosh.
2: Listening to her perspective, not just on that, but on a lot of things regarding discipline has really helped. And then um, Facebook groups and just having support of being able to ask a question. Uh, not only my facebook group but other people's or other groups as well has really helped me
0: yeah that's i i i envy that of millennial moms because my first child was born in 2007 then the second in 2009 twins in 2011 and um so i mean i still had like a regular phone a regular cell phone <laughs> when i well, you know up to the last point i didn't have a smartphone i wasn't on facebook all the time and I think that, um, yeah, I think that, I I don't know, you can, you can tell us this. It might be a little bit overwhelming too. I mean, and and on the one hand, like, yeah, it was lonely, but I didn't have like 52 million Pinterest pins coming at me (laughs) about how I should be doing this and that and, you know, all those kinds of things. So I don't know. I guess there's a balance. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it can get overwhelming, but I think it's good to just have like a few like core places that you like to like check out or be in, you know? Yeah.
0: It's true.
1: I had one book, What to Expect. When expecting, oh, well, I had two, and then What to Expect the First Year. And like, I'd have to go look it up. Like you,
0: you, you're,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The
0: 2000... physical, the physical book that you flip through. Physical or, book. I read this. Yes. I read the whole thing from cover to cover. It scared the shit out of me. I, I, I know. Was like, oh my god! Yes. What's gonna happen? If-. Yes. Yeah. yeah, That was You my, couldn't uh,
1: just get on in Google. Um, there's a rash on my baby's butt. Like <laughs>
2: right. Well you know. Google's Google's kind of scary too. Google <laughs> is
1: scary. scary. And you like subconsciously know not to do it, mm. but you still Google
0: it. <laughs> No, like, but I got to know. It, it has its ups and downs. <laughs> I was convinced that my baby had worms <laughs> at one point in time. Turns out I'd fed her a banana for the first time and the little strands in the bananas <gasps> can look like little black worms oh. in their poo. This is very important for new moms to know because I was yeah. like, what is going on? She's got worms. She's got worms. <laughs> I'm like Googling tapeworm. and
2: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had some scary Google moments for sure. <laughs>
0: Oh and it so was so banana sure. strings? I didn't know yeah, banana bananas. strings. When you take a a, a real banana and yeah. the, the banana out of the jar and like mush yeah. it up and give it to them, the little you know how they have the little thingies down the side. They Those don't digest things them. can they don't digest as well and they can turn into just like little <gasps> black strands that look Looking like, like worms. worms. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so my girls my girls grind their teeth and my mom is constantly telling me they have worms. <laughs> so i don't know like it's an old wives tale because that's what her mom told her i was like my girls don't have worms they're just grinding their teeth i don't they're kids and she was like so to find out you know how you find out if they have worms like it's in so the cool. middle of the night go put um, tape on their booty hole <laughs> and the worms like come out i have not done it because i don't think my daughters have worms but she's like they need to be on garlic pills so I, I did that. I, I did that to my poor daughter when she was like in kindergarten and she stuck so bad because you can't take garlic pills. So they may have worms, but they're all right. I'm not that was old wow. I don't know where this went. See, ADD. Oh my gosh. That's pretty hilarious. Sorry. Coral. So I have oh to ask God. as a fitness kind of guru. Planks or burpees which one are you gonna choose oh
2: um well it depends on what you're going for so Just if you're... which
1: one is the worst like burpees, <laughs>
2: for burpees sure. are most effective for oh, sure
0: Most there, effective oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. have you ever done the Sally though the Sally challenge with the planks
2: like I don't it's know that whole,
1: it's like Love a cadence Sally. type song so no. it'll be they'll say like bring Sally up and you have to like go up on your hands and then bring Sally oh. down and you go back into and it's like Four minutes of hell. That's
2: oh, I'll have to put my yeah. mouth that. Get on YouTube and just <laughs> okay. put
1: in like the Sally Plank Challenge.
2: I'll definitely look that up. I'll probably yeah. modify it. I mean, the thing about planks is if you, um, If you just had a baby recently or you have kind of diastasis recti, it will make it worse. I was
0: going to ask you about that because I just went to go see a specialist because I wondered if, uh, and I do, I have a three inch separation. Uh So yeah, planks, no planks for me. What can I do? We did burpees with it. I'm not
1: burpees. We did squats with it. Like, yes, you can go up and down.
0: Yeah. So um, do you have any recommendations on exercise for new moms or people with the
2: diastasis recti? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the main things you want to think about is being on your back and basically getting your belly like, well, there's two ways. So one way is like on your back, getting your belly kind of like back to the form that it was. And so, um, I have some specific exercises that I use that you start out pretty gently and, um, Basically, you have your knees up and you tap your heels one one at a time as you're pressing your lower back into the floor. And you can even use your hands to kind of like start to fuse your muscles back together. And then I also have a really specific Pilates routine that helps with um, not not only diastasis recti, but just getting the shape of our tummies back to what they used to look like before pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And um, a Pilates instructor explained it to me really well because she was like, You know, if you want your tummy to be flat, you kind of want to be in that position where it is flat. Because if you're doing a plank, you're like hanging out. Yeah. Most of us are. And that's not like fusing those muscles back together. And so if there's things you can do, even bicycle, one of the moves is bicycles on your back. Um, is really like starting to get that your belly back into the shape that you want it to be and she's like crunches don't do the sit-ups and crunches don't do that but if you have like specific moves that you can do um, where your tummy is as flat as it can be as you're doing the ab work then that helps to change the shape of our stomachs back to what they may have looked like pre-pregnancy and she was like, just try this routine 20 minutes a day, um, and see how it goes, and 20 minutes of this routine is insane, I worked, I worked my girls up to 20 minutes, we did, like, a, a Pilates challenge for a month, but um, we did, like, started with four minutes, and then, you know, like, went up a couple minutes um, each time, but it is, yeah, it's intense, I'm like, just 20 minutes is <laughs> really hard, <laughs> Do you? but, you know, even just a few minutes a day, yeah. like, can help kind of retrain those muscles, and then the other thing for diastasis recti is um, you can be sitting up straight, and even, it sounds so simple, but, like, just bringing your belly button in towards your spine and holding it there for 30 seconds at a time um, can help retrain too. those muscles.
0: Yeah, that's, that's hard nice. when you got a flabby belly. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Slick it in. Cool. Slick it in. Plug it in. So, do you um do you have a YouTube channel or do you ever record any of your workouts?
2: I don't have a YouTube channel yet. Um, my most of my recorded workouts are actually in my Facebook group, which is okay. the Mighty Mamas Tribe, and I'll hop on live and show workouts there. And um, yeah, and then my my paid group members they have access to a lot of my workouts as well. Uh huh.
0: That's cool.
2: Yeah.
0: Great. Yeah. There so, was
2: um. There was kind of one other branch that I wanted to talk about with my um, health and fitness, and it, it ties into my daughter's health, actually. So my daughter has always been really, really small um, for her age. She was, like, normal size at birth, seven five, and then she was just always, like, lower and lower on the percentile. And I, um, you know, we talk about, like, Googling. Like, I was, like, scared to Google too much. Yeah. It, like, always sent me off on these, like, big, you know, not healthy lines, (laughs) but um, turns out I didn't really realize what the true issue was until I stopped breastfeeding her and her tummy got really bloated very easily and would be distended and just like stick out and be really hard. And um, turns out because she was on antibiotics for six days as a newborn because of an infection that I developed in labor that showed up in her blood tests and to be safe, they put her on IV antibiotics as well and the um, pediatrician had told me, he was like, oh, if she was an adult, this would mess up her digestive system a lot, because this is a really hardcore strain of antibiotics, but because she's a newborn, there's not much in there, so she'll be fine, and I was kind of like, okay, and I didn't really, like, think about it a whole lot after that, but it turns out that that antibiotics um, actually really did mess up her flora in her gut from then on, and also um, kids that are born vaginally have like an influx of flora from our canal and so she didn't have that as well and so because she was c-section and um so yeah so I put her on a gut healing diet which basically was cutting out I cut out grains we upped bone broth and um did a lot of soups and like pureed foods for like three months cut out grains and sugars and um started her on some probiotics, which I had, I had given her probiotics like after antibiotics, but she needed a lot more than just like one strain of probiotics because the more like variety we can have, the better. And a lot of times if you take probiotics before your gut's healed, they don't really like stay in your system. They just pass right through. So I worked a lot on, um, healing and sealing her gut. And, you know, then since then have reintroduced you know some some of those foods gluten still kind of um makes her really bloated it's really inflammatory food but rice cooked in bone broth and um quinoa and stuff like that and corn is all fine and um so i've i've been able to kind of merge my knowledge from what i learned through the experience of healing her gut um into My health coaching as well. And sugar kind of plays a part in that too, because if we're able to starve out sugar, um, then that can help us with healing and sealing our gut too. So if we can do that at the same time as, you know, introducing collagen from bone broth and, um, you know, some easy, easy to digest fermented foods like sauerkraut, kimchi, stuff like that. Um, My clients have been seeing like really crazy not crazy, but just really um, great results on supporting their gut health as well, and so that's that 's a big emphasis and branch of my health coaching as well is starving out things that um, feed the the weeds in our in our gut floor, pretty much all the unhealthy stuff, and really nourishing the beneficial bacteria and realizing how sugar affects that as well um, and affects cravings and stuff like that so yeah, I think it's a it's a good compliment to be yeah, a sugar I'm, I'm a
0: I'm a big fan of um of all the gut health talk and everything because I really feel um well I have uh, several uh, uh, autoimmune diseases and I am the more research I do the more I am convinced that it may be actually related to gut health mm-hmm. then. I mean yeah they trigger the same things and yeah i've got all the antibodies and all that kind of stuff but i have seen tremendous tremendous results um like when i do the whole 30 which is an elimination diet and and heals and seals your gut as well so yeah i'm a big fan of that i i do think that um my kids eat a lot of gluten and every time i hear them say i have a tummy ache i'm wondering like hmm is it you know am i putting them down on the same path with by letting them have all this gluten and dairy but it's so hard to break them of the, you know, it's really hard. Especially the
2: older they get.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. But it's something I'm working on and I'm trying to eliminate a lot of it without making it like something that we're all obsessed about. You know, I don't want Mm -hmm. them to be the kid at school that's never allowed to have a sandwich or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And
2: I mean, my daughter definitely has gluten in her diet at times. Like, you know, she goes to parties, even Uh at daycare sometimes, you know, kids share snacks, things like that, like, not like super like crazy about that but I just I'm in control when she's at home of what she eats and so whatever I bring home or put on her plate is what I feel like I have control over
0: absolutely
1: that's That's really interesting so is she kind of did she kind of catch up has she caught up you know
2: she's she's grown in height quite a bit her weight's Mm -hmm. still pretty small she's yeah, she's extremely petite for her age. She's like in the 0.2 percentile. <laughs> yeah. I just wrote a blog about that actually. But um, I'm not, I don't know, I don't worry too much about, and I've never worried too much about the, the actual weight, even mm-hmm. though there's a lot of emphasis in percentile when you're a new mom. Um, I researched percentile, I'm like, okay, it's like based off of formula fed babies right. in Ohio in the 60s. Okay, so you know, like yeah. I kind of took that with a grain of salt. Um, and more thought about like, okay, well, how is her digestive process working? How are her poops? How are, how is her bloating? And, um, she, yeah, she's small for her age and she might be for a long time. I had a, I talked to a a fellow health coach who's done a lot of clinical research in, um, in antibiotics in, in kids' digestive tracts. And she's like, she may, may not ever really like catch up, but you know, that's just, that's okay.
0: (laughs) Well, at least she'll never have to struggle with being overweight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I mean, antibiotics can contribute to obesity well, that's that's later true. in life as well. So, yeah, just working on you know making sure her guts doing good. That's, yeah. that's- so.
1: Do you have a program specifically for moms? And I- I'm asking because a friend of mine and everything's kind of clicking. She has a little girl who just turned two, and like her one year old brother has now like surpassed her. Like she's everybody wow. like, oh, she's so tiny. Mm-hmm. But you said. Set- Um, my friend had a fever during birth and they gave her an antibiotic. So I'm thinking maybe that's, you know, and they're not, they're not too concerned with her. They're like, Oh, she'll catch up. Maybe she's just going to be petite, Mm -hmm. but she may need to look into her diet. So I would direct her to your course or, your side if you have something
2: yeah um no well I actually just launched my first program my sugar detox is my first program that I've launched but um I'm thinking of creating a gut healing program after this and maybe even if I could get enough interest and enough moms interested in how to heal their kids um you know potential gut health issues then I definitely would do a program in that I also do um one-on-one coaching and would definitely be interested in coaching a mom through the same kind of steps that I took to heal my daughters but yeah um yeah I mean I have a friend actually who she the rest of her family is like all like five nine six feet tall, like her sisters and everything and she's extremely petite and um She's like, yeah, I was talking to my mom and she said between like that she was a normal size until she was like two and between two and three, she was on antibiotics like that whole year pretty much. Whoa. And that's when she stopped really growing and she's been petite since then. And so it's very likely that that affected um, your friend's daughter as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay, right. so I, I am. I'm going to direct her to you. So.
0: And speaking awesome. of, if people want to find you, where do they find you?
2: um coraldunbar.com is my website and then from there i have a little bar at the top that could link you to my facebook page which is where you're going to see the most of my content um that's where i live stream a lot and post articles and um just have a lot of like fun challenges and things like that going on so um yeah coraldunbar.com is the best way to do that i also have a free sugar detox guide On there that that you can download and kind of see some of my tips.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much. I learned a lot today and I'm going to be on the floor tapping my heels (laughs) trying (laughs) to work on my abs.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, You're actually making me think that I should do uh, just a quick little facebook live on diastasis recti moves to do because there's a lot of people that and how to test for it too how to test yourself for it because yeah. it, it's a really easy at home
0: test. yeah well not only that you really should put your stuff out on youtube so that people can that aren't on facebook find you and get directed to you because yes. yeah my business
2: is yes. the same thing so <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's
1: really we all easy.
0: concur that's what we you should. want to do <laughs> there you go all right thank you so much Thanks. For Have a good day, you guys.
2: Bye.